Hey, so I know you have some free time, and I have some free time. So why don't we spend it together? And today, I have quite a few things I want to talk about. Well, there's one really biggie that I would like to talk about. And that biggie is the fact that people need to put their dogs on leashes. <laughs> because earlier today, I was chased by a dog who was not on leash and I did not provoke the dog. I was just walking past their house and I noticed their dog was on very high guard and I was a little spooked so I was like, what do I do? And then before I could think of anything else, the dog was running at me and my dog. So, you know, put your leashes on your dogs, whether or not you have a fenced-in backyard. Well, I mean, if you have a fenced-in backyard, make sure your dog cannot escape. Because I have another experience with other people's dog own- well, other people's dogs. Just one moment. I've had other experience with dog owners that they have a fence, except they have, like, a Great Dane. I, I, it wasn't a Great Dane, the one I'm referring to. But they are extremely similar size-wise because I have walked past their house and I have gotten scared because... <laughs> because it seems like this dog is about to jump the fence and it just scares me so much. And I have nowhere to really walk in my neighborhood without being scared that some dog is going to come out and run after me and my dog. I just want to take my dog for a walk in peace. In peace. But for some odd, unforgivable reason, people refuse to do anything about their dogs. I, I don't understand it. I don't genuinely understand it. I want the best safety for my dog and for other people's dogs. So why can't... <laughs> why can't other people just do it it doesn't make any gosh darn sense to me whatsoever like oh my god it's just ugh. it's extremely annoying extremely extremely annoying <sighs> okay Sorry, I had to get the main anger out of the way first. But. <sighs> Alright. Back to the original story of, you know, being run down by a dog. And I am never going to be the one who is angered by the dog itself. Because... Dogs are not naturally aggressive unless trained to do so, or, or they are perturbed in some way. Or not perturbed, unless they are provoked. There we go. That, that's the correct word. Unless they are provoked or, or they are trained to be aggressive or they are not given the proper opportunities to grow as a dog <laughs> um, because I do not blame the dog that ran me and my dog over um, because it's I mean yes the dog did is the one why my legs hurt it didn't bite me it just I ran away from it so fast, and then I tripped on something and fell like one of those idiots in a horror movie. Um, but it never attacked me. It just was chasing after me. But it wasn't like a playful chase. They were the the the, the dog was growling, and it petrified me. I went into flight or flight response, and after my flight had happened, and I got, and well. And I fell down, that's whenever I went into freeze because there are three different levels of how you deal with a conflict, I believe. Um, the first level is dealing with it rationally and you are in the wise mind. And then the second one 
is fight or flight. It's where you decide that you are either going to run away from a situation or you're going to fight whatever the conflict is because that's just your inner nature, survival of the fittest against the rest of the world. And you are trying to, you have gone into primal mode where you just want to survive. And then there's another level above that and it is freeze. It often more than not happens whenever the conflict has not been resolved from one of the two options, fight or flight. And my option was flight and it did not work because I fell and so I froze and I screamed <laughs> and I was on the floor and I, um, I lost my dog's, um, leash, like, I wasn't holding on to his anymore because I was just so terrified, um, because I've had other, another dog in the past when I was seven, no, I wasn't seven, nine, seven, no, not seven, nine, I don't remember, I was young, and I remember I was young enough to go, uh, snow, uh, sledding, and I remember I was at this very large hill, and somebody's dog got out. It was a English bulldog, I believe, and I absolutely love English bulldogs. I have nothing against bulldogs, uh, English bulldogs, uh, pit bulls. I have nothing against them. They're adorable little small beans, and they are extremely sweet when they are not trained to be aggressive or when they are not disturbed or when they are not protective of their family but um I remember I was sledding and then my sled didn't go down all the way on the hill and then a bull a English bulldog um came by and it went on top of my face it didn't like hurt me or anything but it also went me into fight and flight, but I couldn't do anything because I was so small. And luckily the dog was only licking my face. I just got really scared because something was coming at my face. It was breathing. It had a huge mouth that could absolutely crush anything on my face at any point. And so I'm not saying I have any PTSD from that. It's just more or less, I know I don't want that experience with, a even, with an even bigger dog. <laughs> so when I was in that freeze mode, I was just kind of like, well, I'm going to die. I am going to die. I'm going to get bit in the head and die by a dog mauling me to death. <laughs> but my my dog, I don't know what happened 100% because, like I said, I was frozen. I fell down. You know the fetal position. I wasn't in the fetal position, but my knees were on the floor and I was looking down at the, well, not the floor, it was grass, but, you know, floor is an example, because it was at an angle, and that's why my knees hurt really badly, um, because I fell at an angle down on a hill, and my knees, ugh. but anyway, I wasn't able to see behind me, because I was bent down so much, and I don't know what was going on behind me. I know my dog was nearby. I know that because he didn't just abandon me and leave me once the leash was off. Or, well, the leash wasn't off. I have a retractable leash. Once I let go of that, he didn't just leave me automatically, which that makes me feel extremely good as a dog owner. <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> um, but, so... I don't know if he went behind me and did anything to tell the dog to go away or if he was trying to be protective of me or if the owner came back and was able to get it before it got to me or if the dog just went away in of itself. I don't know, but I'd like to think my dog will protect me. He's been very, very tired today and... He hasn't had, I, I looked up, I looked him up and down for any scrapes or bruises or anything or any bleeding and he had nothing. He was, he looked pretty healthy. The only thing is that he's just been really tired today and for me as well, because when I fell, um, like I tripped and then I fell forwards and my knees were the ones to take the fall 
and I was going down on an incline because I was trying to go through this little small val valley. Uh, even though I know you're supposed to have high ground whenever you're, whenever you have conflict with someone, I just know that's the quickest way I could have gotten to my house. So, but anyway, so I tripped and I fell on the way, and it just kind of discombobulated my legs, and I'm st I was still able to walk and everything, and I'm okay. I've felt worse. But it's still not a very pleasant feeling whatsoever. Um, it's not pleasant what whatsoever. <laughs> because I just... <sighs> my knees feel like... I mean, I can bend them. Right now, I am bending my knees. I can bend them and... Um, the only thing I can't really do, well, I mean, I can do it. It just hurts when I do it. It hurts whenever I move it. Like, whenever I move my legs inward, I can sit like crisscross applesauce, but I can't move my legs the opposite way of that. And I like getting up and down a lot because I have a puppy, and I like playing on the ground with him and then getting up and then I'll, like, drop back down on the ground and play with him and everything. But I can't really do that at the very moment. And luckily, he's been tired today, so he hasn't wanted me to play with him near as much. But that's going to be a problem tomorrow because I know he can absolutely bounce back at the flap of a bat's wing. He can just do it really quickly. Whereas, I don't know how long my knee is going to hurt me. I've elevated it and iced it, but I don't know. Anyhow. I would like y'all to know that I did report them to the police, however, I only want them to have their dog, cha not chained up outside, but like, I want them to have their dog on a leash when it's outside, <laughs> because I know a ton of people would be like, oh, that dog did blah 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 blah, they should be sent to the pound or whatever, like, no, 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 that's not the dog's fault, in my opinion. Because that's really the owner, the crappy owner's fault. It is only and will ever be the owner's fault if a dog is doing wrong. Because I take all responsibility whenever my dog does something wrong. Like, my dog doesn't really do that much wrong. The most he does is that he likes to jump a little. And he's not an absolutely huge dog. He's a miniature golden doodle. So the most he'll be is 30 pounds. And... I mean, that would be bad for him to go to a, like a nursery, not a nursery, a nursing home and jump up. So, I mean, I'm not going to take him to any nursing homes. I do have one grandmother in a nursing home that would like to see her or him, but uh, won't we? I won't be able to see her because her nursing home just shut down since COVID happened. And I am extremely grateful she has a roommate because I feel bad for all of those elderly people who live right now in homes alone, like nursing homes all alone. And the only person they had to talk to them is their nurse who has a mask on and won't even talk to them for the allotted amount of, for not the allotted amount of time, for more than the allotted amount of time they have to give them medicine and food and basic necessities such as using the restroom. So, I, I don't feel that great about that. Anywho, um, yeah. So, my dog, <laughs> sorry, I know that went quiet for one second, but my dog, before that even happened, I, when, when I was taking him on the walk, I took this one route that I take, it's by a certain street name, but meh, let's just call it chair. So I went down the chair route and he kept on tugging and tugging on tugging on his, um, on his harness for us to like go back. And I thought it was because it looked stormy out. And I do not take my dog out if it's raining. It was not raining. I just thought that we could make it because we only do like 20 minute walk, 20, 30 minute walk. Just so that he can get tired and he could all, he can get all his energy out. 
And so I was like, eh, we'll, we'll survive. But he was really tugging. And mind you, he couldn't have seen the dog from there. The dog is not visible until we get near the first turn of the chair route. And um, for some reason, he was able to sense something was wrong. And I believe that he knew that there was a dog loose. And I should have listened to him. Dogs are much smarter than people when it comes to... um you know, if you should go into certain places or not. And it's not like the chair route is sketchy or anything. Well, mm, depends on who you'd ask. I don't leave, I don't live in the most high class place on earth, but it's better than like the ghetto. I mean, sometimes I joke around with the people I live with that it's the ghetto, but it isn't. It's nowhere near the ghetto because like, like Detroit. It's nothing like Detroit on any level. It's a lot better than that, but it's not great. Like like I said, we have the issue of people who just absolutely refuse absolutely refuse to put their dogs on leashes and makes me not want to take my dog for a walk. It's just aggravating. Anywho, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, he was, he sensed something, and I need to listen to him a lot more whenever it comes to just sensing, because random thing, he, he was, well, afterwards, we got home today, and he just started barking at nothing, <laughs> I don't know what it was and it makes me concerned that he may have hit his head or something when I fell or something because I was pulling him along because I didn't want him to get hurt by um the dog I didn't want to just leave him so I was pulling him um so I hope nothing happened to where he's neurologically like barking at nothing and to be honest I'm going to google that right now before I forget and I'm sorry for those who don't like me Googling stuff out of during a podcast, but some things, they just come in my mind and then they'll leave, even if they are important, and that's just hard for me to do. Anyway, so why is my dog barking at nothing? Here we go. Let's see. Um... From thedogclinic.com. Um, if your dog is barking at nothing, it probably isn't because he's seen a ghost or going crazy. A dog's senses are much more sensitive than ours, so this behavior is usually triggered by something we can't see or smell. Um, what? Okay, that didn't really tell me much. <laughs> um... However, dogs do only as a reaction to noises that other senses detect stimuli, which may cause a big barking smell. Of oh, not smell, spell. Um, they're blessed with a superior sense of smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dogs have been used to detect. Yeah, I get that, but what does that have to do with it? Okay, what may be the cause? Wild critters. That may be it. We've had a lot of, um, what are they called? Raccoons, lately. Um, distant noises. Ugh. Okay. You may hear, you may not hear the noise from a distance. Another dog could be barking. Ooh, it could be that other dog or something. Hmm. Attention barking. <laughs> This is a totally different type of barking, but at times, dog owners believe the dog is barking for no reason. <laughs> if the dog is looking at you and barking, chances are he may be seeking for attention. Well, my dog does this... Good lord, speaking of which, he's barking right now. <laughs> he does this thing where he likes to go to the top of the stairs and just sit there and stare at me. And sometimes he likes to go there and just pee. And I get irritated. And then I have to tell him no. And then, you know, teach him that's not where you're supposed to go. 
obviously, by like taking him out instead of putting him in the crate and having him have a timeout. Anyhow, um, but when he doesn't pee up there and he just sits up there, a lot of the times I'm like, I bet this is a dominance thing. I bet this is because he's trying to get this to a higher perspective than me. He is staring at me making eye contact, which that's a dominance thing, and he refuses to move. So I'm just, I bet that's a dominance thing. So I went up the stairs and I, um, I, <laughs> I was sitting like further back than he was on the stairs, like so that I was higher up basically. And he didn't like that, and he just started barking at me like, <laughs> and it wasn't like you know, gr like a, like a scary growl or anything like that. It's just kind of like a <laughs> type of thing. Anywho, um, yeah, he does that, and then barrier frustration barking. If your dog, it detects exciting stimuli beyond your fence. Oh, well, we don't have a fence. <laughs> Health problem. It never hurts to have a veterinarian check a dog exhibiting unexplained barking. At times, pain may cause a dog to bark, but there are other explanations. Senior dogs at times engage in aimless pacing and unexplained barking as they roam the house disoriented. This may be a sign of canine dementia, which can be relieved with medications. Canine dementia? What? What on earth? I did not know this was. I didn't know this was a thing. Hold on, I'm sorry. We're gonna go down a Google rabbit hole real quick. Canine dementia. I'm assuming it's regular dementia, except in dogs. <laughs> but just to make sure, because there's some things that aren't as they seem. For example, there is a um, there is a cat virus, I believe. Hold on, let me look this up. Um, what was it? There's canine, feline, um, leukemia virus. Yes, I think this is it. Hold on. What's the name of it? VLV, I believe. Like, it's supposed to be similar to, like, the HIV? I'm not 100% sure. But it's like in a cat, except it's totally different than HIV, that type of thing. I believe so. But anywho, that's why I was double checking what canine dementia is. Okay, let's see here. Sorry. <laughs> I bet I just lost a person right there. Alright. Dogs can't have dementia. Um, how, what does that have to do with it? Okay, what is it? Umbrella term for blah 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 um oh depression mm, that's sad oh my god how do I pronounce that dyspnea dyspnea what is that involves lack of awareness of body length and size hyperaggression what is that uh. Huh. Uh. Confusional syndrome. Profound decline in cognitive ability. They just don't seem to learn well in any form anymore. They forget familiar features of their lives, including other pet keepers. Oh, that's so sad. Oh my god. That is so sad. Oh, that's so sad. Just imagine raising your dog and then it forgets who you are. 
Oh my god, it's so sad. But sundowning, they said that's a, sim a symptom of it. Oh goodness. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, that was just. It made me real sad. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. <sighs> Had to get more comfortable. That is a really big part of what I wanted to talk about today because some people just need to put leashes on their dogs. I don't understand it. It's not like we're in the middle of the country. Well, I would say if you're in the country, you shouldn't really need to have a leash on your dog. What I mean by that is like if you're miles away from people and you have a dog, when no one is in close proximity to you for miles, you can have a dog without a leash. Maybe half a mile. Maybe. But anything closer than that, I don't like it. I don't like it. I really don't. Because a dog could go really fast. Really. Uh, could go could go really far really fast. So, I really don't want to deal with that. Anyhow. Another, well. Another unpopular opinion is that I don't think pit bulls, bulldogs, and, um, you know, all the cliche mean dogs are mean. I don't think they're mean. It's their owners who are mean. Like, look into the psychology of it. I mean, bulldogs. English bulldogs. We'll look back on the history of the English bulldog. The English bulldog was a well. I'm not sure if it was just English Bulldogs or Bulldogs. I know either or of those. They're both considered to be traditionally aggressive dog breeds. They were trained to kill cows. Like, dogs to kill cows. They would tie up a cow. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a specific pastime that farmers used to have to make extra money off of a cow, they would, um, they would tie a cow up, and then they would let loose a bulldog, or an English bulldog, I don't, there's not really that big of a difference, in my opinion, um, but they would let loose a bulldog, and then it would kill the cow. <laughs> it was trained and bred to kill a cow, and the reason they did this was because they thought that if something was going was killing the meat actively and like it was just killed then it would make the meat more tender or something back in the day at least that's what they believed and so they would line up to get this fresh meat from this freshly killed cow from a bulldog and that was from, I don't remember where I got that information from, but it was from the general internet that that happened. Um, anywho, that does not mean bulldogs today are aggressive. Because over time, you know that face that bulldogs have, the nose that's really smushed up to their face and their really lanky bodies. Well, not lanky. That's not the correct term. They're really uh, stout. I don't know. The, the type of bodies they have now. It was not like that before. When you think about it, that's not efficient in killing a cow. They're, they would not be able to breathe properly after growing up after some time to kill a cow. They would need to be bred so that they would need to be more efficient to kill cows. They wouldn't be bred so that they would be less efficient and they wouldn't have as many years to live. No, they started breeding them to be nicer over the years because they were becoming such good animal pals with the rest of the humans. And, you know... 
makes perfect sense. So that perfect face that everyone loves, well, not everyone, my own mother doesn't like it because they don't, she doesn't think that it's cute. However, I think it is rather cute. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, it has been changed, well not changed, it has been bred over, I think, like a century now. I don't know, how long, let's see. How long have bulldogs been around? Okay, so they've been around 500 years, yes. So how long have they been bred as house pets? Over the course of 350 years, until bull baiting, that's what it was called, was banned in 1835. Bulldogs were bred for aggression um, before then. So, for out of the 500 years they'd been around, 350 years, they were bred for aggression. And they were bred to kill bulls. And since then, they've had around 200... Not 200. No, like 150 years. They've been bred for... Um, house pets for the past 150 years and if you want to see where I found this just google it it's the first thing that pops up um, but so yes they have been bred to be aggressive more than nice they have a whole um, 200 years more bred of aggression than pleasantness <laughs> um but if these dogs are not bred to be nice, they will never be a house pet. Never. That's just going to have to take another 200 years. And in my lifetime, I will not see a bulldog that is more nice than it is mean. In its genetics, not in its behavioral, because behavioral is all done by the humans it interacts with. And I'm just saying, there you gotta, after you train a dog for 350 years to be absolutely just terrible, you at least owe it to the species to, I don't know, bring it back from what you did. Or, well, from what humanity did to it. And bull baiting is just a terrible... Th or was and is a terrible thing. No one does it anymore. Good thing. Because um, it doesn't make any gosh darn sense anyways. Um, but, so, if there are no dogs that are, you know... If, if you're not going to keep breeding them, then you might as well... well if you do not think that bulldogs should be allowed, then you're basically saying to get rid of the species because the only way to stop that aggression is to keep breeding for, you know, being a house pet instead of, you know, killing cows. And I'm just saying it's not their fault. As human beings, we did this. The bulldogs did not do this. <laughs> They were not, they did not want to kill a bull. They did not want millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of bulldogs to be trained to kill bulls after they were born. That is humans. Humans are solely responsible for that. And we are solely responsible for taking... <laughs> responsibility for our actions and we cannot blame it on the dog blame it on 350 years they were trained to be terrible and you have that dog's lifetime to try and make it as nice as you possibly can even though it may not be predisposed to be nice as nice as a golden retriever that doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to have the chance to become that nice
and anyone, even if your genetics are terrible, like, I don't know, you're supposed to be an alcoholic and a blah, 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 you're supposed to have 10,000 mental disorders or whatever, even if you have all of those things, you deserve the chance to be a happy human being, even though over the past centuries of humans screwing up and making your genetics, that doesn't mean you can't take power over what you have now and make your life happy and I see that as what you do with dogs even though dogs didn't have a choice in their genetics they have the choice when given by their owner to be nicer and they will be nicer if they are trained to be nicer Ugh. anyhow that's just a lot of pent up uh, anger about that because I've had so many people that I know in my life say that bulldogs and pit bulls are mean and to be honest their aggression has been they are trained to be they were trained to be mean that is true and I'm not saying people still don't train them to be mean today because there are still dog fights and terrible stuff going on today but if we just keep it up then some keep up breeding the kind ones then we'll eventually equal out the great great debt that we have created in humanity well I mean not the entire debt like the ozone layer and all that crap but I mean at least put a mark in it make a little bit of progress and that's just just takes years so you know we're already uh 150 years into it. We just need to do another 200. <laughs> Anyhow, I'd say that's about my rant on people putting leashes on their dogs. And even though I was chased by a dog and my knees now hurt because I fell down ch being chased by a dog, um, I don't resent the dog or anything like that. I don't resent the owner either. They just need to put their dog. <laughs> um, and be more responsible owners or else they don't deserve to have the dog so the dog should be with the more responsible owner anywho <sighs> uh, 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 tired extremely extremely tired don't y'all just feel that sometimes I know lately I have been just sleeping more and technically I haven't been sleeping as much as I usually do um well before I've okay so I started to sleep more like the past few nights but before then I was getting like an hour and a half to like two hours less than I usually got so therefore I'm not sleeping more, I'm going back to what I used to, and I mean that's okay, I just don't want to, <laughs> because I, I can do so much more with just an hour and a half or two hours in my day, I don't want to sleep, <laughs> I, well I mean I do want to sleep and I don't want to sleep at the same time. Because sleep is such a refreshing thing. It gives you a new outlook for the day. You can have so much more excitement for the things you want to do in one day. When a, when Because after the end of the day, you just get tired and you don't want to do anything anymore. You just want to lay down and everything. But whenever you wake up, you're just invigorated to start the day. Even though technically I'm not invigorated when I start my day. I start off my day and I'm absolutely terrible. I feel like trash. <laughs> because it's... No one wants, well, there are some people out there who want to get up, but I think those people are just living in a fantasy where they think they can do everything they want to, but they can't. Trust me. I've learned the hard way. You can't just get everything you want. You can't get the job. You can't get the grades. You can't get the sport you want, you can't get the girl, you can't get the guy all at once. 
because I remember I used to get up so well, not invigorated. Well, I did used to get up invigorated. I don't anymore. I just get up like a normal human being. And you know those inspirational speakers who speak about like, oh, you need to make your bed every morning to have a sense of accomplishment. You have accomplished one thing throughout that day, so at least you have done one thing. And I mean, that's great and all. However, I feel that they have a lot of their own personal issues. I'm not saying in order to be successful, you need to have personal issues. I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of, um, what's the word? There's a lot of connections, but not, you can't correlate all the connections to all the people. But in my general experience, people who aspire to have more don't appreciate what they have now because since I've started to appreciate what I have now um, I don't feel the need to get up and be aspired to do something great that day I just want to do what I want to do and I'm, I don't mean that in like an arrogant type of way I mean like I want to do my job as well as I can, but I'm not going to overly stress myself about it, because that that's not worth it. I mean, it's great for you to go above and beyond, but when above and beyond starts to hurt you, and just your mental health and your physical health start to deteriorate, that's when success is failure because there's no point in getting success when you're unhappy with it and when you're unhappy with yourself with your when you're happy with yourself and you want to do what you're good at then success should follow now i'm not saying to completely give up all your aspirations and dreams because still, go for your dream. Just don't stress yourself out if you don't get there. Because you, some days you just need to rest. And a lot of times in this society, you're told to keep going and going and going and going and going and going. It's kind of like masochism. It's where you just you want to see how much of it you can take, but that's not good. That's not good at all. Why would you want to do that to yourself? Just so you can have success and fame? Who cares about that crap anyways? It's irrelevant. And the real big dream of life the only thing you can really control is, like, your happiness. And, I mean, you may have terrible, absolutely terrible circumstances. But you can control your happiness. And I'm not saying, like, people who are depressed can't control their hap- can control their happiness. Now, if you have a medical condition that you literally cannot control your happiness, then obviously go reach someone out for help because that is the only way to control your happiness is to ask others to help you because sometimes people just can't do it on their own and I have a humongous heart for those who cannot. But once you reach that point in your life and you're able to, that's the main purpose in life. Not to reproduce and have your offspring everywhere because why would you want to have offspring in this earth I mean it's gonna get destroyed one day why would you want to put someone in here so that they could be eternally doomed doesn't make any sense to me so just make worth the time that you have while you have it and then maybe something good will happen for others hopefully Because 
I like making other people feel happy because it's one of the best feelings. Anywho, I'm sorry. I got very, not philosophical per se. Um, I don't know. Too real? Question mark. <laughs> um, anywho, let's go back to one of my other weird topics. Which I had for a backup today. <laughs> I usually have, side note, I usually have like two things I want to talk about on an average podcast. Um, today, that freak accident happened. Well, not accident. Well, yeah, accident. I don't know. What do you consider a dog attack? Question mark. It wasn't really an attack to me. Dog chase. What do you consider that? accident. I don't know. Um, anywho, whatever that was, that happened today, so I was like, I gotta talk about that. And then what I was really gonna talk about was, um, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna talk about vegan ice cream. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. How could I go to talking about the meaning of life to vegan ice cream. <laughs> that one, by no means am I a vegan. And I'm not trying to bash other vegans out there because it's your life, your life choices. You do you. Makes perfect sense. Whatever. I don't care. You Be vegan all you want. But my mom has an immune issue to where she needs to have vegan ice cream well yes it is vegan but she can't have grain or like milk so that can make it um a little bit difficult for her and she also can't have um well she can have grain she just can't have gluten and she can't have certain types of meat I don't think she's supposed to eat acidity thing, acidic things either. That's that. I feel really bad for her. She doesn't have much to eat. Well, she she has a large abundance of food. She doesn't have a variety of food. That's what I feel bad for her about. But she found this ice cream that she absolutely adores. Well, it's not a specific brand per se, but she has found vegan ice cream and she has always adored ice cream like some of my earliest memories of her is eating ice cream and she hasn't been like the slimmest person but that doesn't mean she's been the heaviest either she's just always been a little plump um except for one time she went on a fitness kick um but She's always loved ice cream, and I'm really surprised she never got diabetes from it. <laughs> and I'm really glad she hasn't, and she still doesn't have any, which that is a very pleasant thing to have happened. But, um, it's most of my memories, well, not most of my memories of her. She wasn't ever, well, I don't know if she, I could say she was addicted to it. Because several nights a week, she would eat, like, a bowl of ice cream. (sighs) You know how, like, you're only supposed to have, like, once a week bowl of ice cream, you know? You'd be fine. But, no, she had it several times a week, and I still love her, nonetheless. We were also also able to eat a whole pumpkin pie together in one sitting (laughs) God, I had a stomach when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, she absolutely loves ice cream. And when she figured out she couldn't have dairy, she was devastated. Like, I cannot express how much she was hating the fact that she couldn't have ice cream. And so... That's when I told her, I was like, you do realize that you can't have ice cream. And she was like, 
what? <laughs> eh? Eh? Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can still have ice cream. It's like, oh, um, yeah, you can still have it. It's like vegan or whatever. And she's like, vegan? Ew. She's always hated vegan stuff. I don't know. Well, I know why. She's a very traditional woman. And nothing against her. I just, she, the very thing she hated, she loves now. Because she can't have regular ice cream. And it is made from sweet potatoes and other stuff. It's just absolutely astounding to see what food scientists can do today. And I've had some of her um, vegan ice cream, and I've I'm just—it's just so good. <laughs> I tried this, the vanilla kind, and most brands of vegan ice cream is really good. I only take like one bite because she it costs so much money. Yes, only downside of it. It costs a lot of money and you can only find it at Whole Foods. Can't find it anywhere else. Can't find any vegan ice cream that's good except for at Whole Foods. <laughs> um and the irony is I tried to get my mom to start going to Whole Foods a long time ago. She was like, I'm never gonna get I'm never gonna go here. It's too expensive for And I agree with her. It's extremely expensive. But I knew it would have been better for her health. And who called it? I did. I just knew that. Because she's always been one of those people who absolutely refused to eat whole grain bread, who refused to oats and everything she's always been one of those people and I love her nonetheless but she had to make a lot of drastic life choices whenever she was diagnosed and um vegan ice cream has really helped her out she actually cried whenever um whenever she found it because she just she's always loved ice cream when she was little but I don't 100%, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the reason she loves it so much now is because she got so little of it when she was little, and whenever she did get it, she had some of the most positive memories of her childhood. So, I understand it. Makes sense to me. It may not be the best thing for her health, but it sure makes her happy. And I can't tell her anything else about it. She's my mom. <laughs> can't tell her off. Anywho, I'm starting to get a little sniffle. Uh, <laughs> I have not gotten corona or anything. I have never gotten it. And, well, to be honest, I don't want to no, I've never been tested. But I seriously doubt it. There may have been one time. No, no, no. That's just how I regularly... Yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. I got a real big sniff, sniff, sniff nose. And. <laughs> I have a side note. Well, it's not a side note. It's still on the ice cream. My mom got so excited about the ice cream. Um. She got eight pints of it. <laughs> She got eight pints of ice cream, and she's not eating all of them, obviously. She just wanted to have them in case they ran out. <laughs> it's like that toilet paper fiasco earlier in the year with Corona, except she was afraid people would take the vegan ice cream, so she stocked up on it. And, um... The types of ice creams she has are like double fudge, strawberry cheesecake, strawberry, two types of vanillas, and oat flavor. 
which to be honest tastes like nothing but pure sugar. I do not understand that. But she likes it, so, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. And she also had this caramel fudge, I think. I think that's what it was. Um, and then there was one other one. It was blue. It wasn't, it wasn't blueberry. I don't remember. It was something else. Oh, wait, no, that was the oat one and the blue. She had another one. I don't remember the brand. Oh, wait, let me count these. Okay. Caramel fudge, double fudge, two types of vanilla, oat, strawberry, strawberry cheesecake. No, that was it. I named them all. <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. I'm losing one. That was only seven. Yeah, whatever. I didn't name all the types. But I'll give y'all my uh, opinion on strawberry cheesecake vegan ice cream. And first of all, cheesecake vegan ice cream. That's a statement in of itself. You can't have cheese. You can't have the ice cream part. Like, the entire thing is just made up of other stuff. And goodness gracious, that's quite quite interesting. I need to check the ingredients on that one because I visited them, so, you know. But anyway, ugh, my knees are hurting really bad. Don't y'all love just hearing me yawn? Isn't that absolutely astounding? Of course it is, of course it is. Oh, I do have a side note. Since we've been in quarantine, I've been googling about YouTube, not YouTube, about Minecraft because I used to play that and um, <laughs> turns out they just came out with a dungeons thing today I believe and sad 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 times it's only offered on windows I don't have windows I have a macbook uh, sad times sad free time noises <laughs> and um because I was like, you know what, since we're in quarantine, I have nothing else better to do, so I can just play this new Minecraft game, but I can't, can't. It'd be interesting to see what it's like. I saw one video of it, because I was curious what it looked like, and it just looked so good. I mean, I bet I would be absolutely trash at it, because I was never good at the combat version of the game. I was good at redstone, and, um, I was good at building, and creating, like, redstone farms. I wasn't ever good at any combat. The only combat I was ever good at was art, not archery, was the bow and arrows, because... I took archery when I was smaller, so, I mean, I'm not saying that's why, I'm just saying that could influence it just a little bit, just a tiny smidgen, um, anywho, I thought that would be interesting to mention. To all of you lovely, 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 lovely people. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting if that was my intro? Hello, all you lovely, 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 lovely people. That would be quite, quite too much for me because that's just too much energy, at least for me today. Because my intro is very, not calm, it's a well, the beginning of it, that's not calm at all. That's just kind of like, hey! <laughs> Sorry for those listening with headphones. But 
I'll stop myself there because I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of free talk because I have enjoyed my free time with you and yeah so me will be fun if you will be fun bye bye